Welcome to We Gotta Talk, a live weekly talk show and podcast where we like to dig deep. From health to relationships to alternative lifestyles and more, the one thing you will always get is a deep dive. I'm Sunny, a 15-year veteran of TV news, freelance writer, blogger, mom of three, and wife. But most of all, I'm just a die-hard oversharer, someone who's genuinely curious about, well, everything around me. And I can't wait for you to join in on these conversations that I promise will impact, inspire, and entertain you. Now, let's talk. All right. Hey, guys, welcome back to We Gotta Talk with Sunny. It's been a couple of weeks. We've dropped in some interviews that we've done pre-recorded, but we are back live, loving life, living, doing all the good things um, after this Thanksgiving break. This episode, I have been wanting to do literally for months now, but it made the most sense to put it toward the end of the year so that we can kind of begin to look forward to what's coming up in 2021. Today, we have Lumi. Palinku, the celestial astrologer. And Lumi is an astrologer that I recently worked with. I mean, you guys know this by now. I, I'm on the great spiritual quest of 2020. Um, I'm laughing, but it's actually been a really personally challenging year. And we've had some very recently, very serious family health issues and things that um, have really, really made me step back and take a look, not only at how I'm working, but also how I'm processing emotions and how I'm understanding and, and, and moving forward. And I know that so many of you are in the same spot. And, um, you know, I don't mean to be all secret squirrel about all this stuff. I've <laughs> mentioned a couple of times about things that are going on, but and, and when I when I get permission to share some of the things that have been happening from the people they've been happening to, I will happily let you know because, um, you know, it's all um, it's all part of the bigger picture this year, and I do think it's reflected in my work. But I'm one of those weirdos who really likes to just check in with people before I tell their story for them. So anyway, just know that it's been it's been a dicey 2020, and um, yeah, it's been crazy. Um, quick couple of uh, housekeeping things before we start with Lumi. I hope you guys all had a great Thanksgiving. We were very low key around here. We had just my in-laws. Um, wherever you're listening, we're in Florida. So we're kind of the wild, wild west of the coronavirus. We were a state that was hit really hard, really quickly. And we, like the rest of the country, kind of eased up a bit. But our eased up during the past few months was still kind of relatively high to the rest of the country. But all of this to say, we've been mostly living our lives as normal as possible within our bubble because we have the ability to be outside and let the kids run outside and play activities and play sports and things. But um, there is definitely a little bit of a change in the air here as well. And you know, if Florida is changing, I'm finally, finally starting to follow the rules a little bit more than the rest of the country is too. But a super, super easy and very chill holiday. We got takeout because mama don't have time to cook. I mean, I, I, it was just too much to get up and moving and get multiple courses made. So we did takeout. We had the family over, just the kids and Andrew and me. And yeah, the Elf on the Shelf is back, which I am not a fan of in our household. My mode for parenting is like the world's okay as, okay as parent, not creative. Like I'm not the mom who's going to show up with anything monogrammed for my kids ever. I rarely buy the younger ones if they can grow into their older siblings' clothing, new stuff. Super 
I don't know, just chill. So Elf on the Shelf is a really difficult concept for me to like execute every day because it's a, something extra I have to remember all the time. And I often fail. So thank God for Andrew. So we're moving Buddy. Our guy's name is Buddy all over the mugs and the cups yesterday and finally found a spot, but it's that time of year. So we're just grateful that you're here and that you're ready to go on a little bit of a spiritual journey with me today. Um, I'm going to mention this during the interview too, but I think it's worth saying at the beginning of the show, people hear the word astrologer or they hear spiritual advisor, they hear anything that falls outside of the realm of a traditional um, religion and kind of get a little itchy or weird or think it's woo woo. Let me tell you why I believe in this kind of stuff. Um, not only did Lumi give me just a spot on amazing reading myself, but this is something that to an extent is based in science. And I know that people are interested in this because one of the biggest hits on my blog that keeps getting traffic is predictions for 2021, astrological predictions. For 2021. So, you know, if you're approaching this with any level of hesitation or you're wondering, okay, why do we need this type of assessment or prediction of what's going to happen? I just urge you to kind of push that doubt or that um, criticism to the side, because I promise you, your mind is going to be blown when you hear how accurate a lot of this is. So anyway, okay, before we get to Lumi in a couple of minutes, I do want to mention a quick sponsor, Vitamin and Me, which is essentially match.com for vitamins. This is a group I've been working with for months now. So I wanted to tell you a little bit about more a little bit more about them and what they do. Vitamin and Me is all about your health and your wellness. Think of it as a match.com for vitamins. This company was founded by a Johns Hopkins educated nutritionist, and the whole point of Vitamin and Me is to help you find the perfect vitamins and supplements for your routine. And the best part is they do this for kids too. So here's how it works. You take a short quiz on their website, communicate with the team if you have any questions, and then select your delivery schedule. Vitamin and Me sets you up with the perfect already vetted vitamin brands that you know and trust and helps you build a customized routine that improves your health. I've personally been using the Claire Labs Omega-3 Minis and the Trace Minerals Complete Food Multi, both of which I really love. I love relying on Vitamin Me's delivery schedule and their team of experts when I have any questions about the vitamins I'm taking. One size does not fit all, so that's why Vitamin Me is not a vitamin manufacturer. They're a vitamin matching service, and I have been so, so happy, guys, with the results I've seen from my vitamin routine so far. Here is where we tell you about a great deal. We got to talk 30. Use that code when you go to vitaminandme.com. Take the quiz, get your personal recommendations, and use that code for 30% off of your first order, which is a huge deal. We got to talk 30, vitaminandme.com. All right, let's bring in our guest. I can't wait for this. Lumi, the celestial astrologer. Thank you so much. Thank for you for having me. Oh, yes, your story. Um, is interesting because not only do you do what you do as a, you know a practicing professional, but this is a connection that you've had for quite a while. So I want you to start by telling us what your connection to um, the spirit or the other um, dim not the other dimension that sounds super woo woo, but your connection to the greater world when it when you realized you had that. Well, I um, I all started out when I was like 11 years old, when I began to question things, I always had this natural inclination to be sensitive towards the feelings of others. I was very emotional as a child too. And I've always wanted to know like 
the meaning of life. Like I just always had these kind of questions when I was a young girl. And I went to Catholic school too. Oh, yes. <laughs> Catholic. Okay. Yeah, I was I was in Catholic school. Um, and one of my good friends at the time in elementary school, she asked me the simple question that everybody must have been asked at one point of their life. What is your sign? I was like, what does that mean? She's like, <laughs> when is your birthday? And I was like, uh, March 12th. She's like, oh, you're Pisces like me. And I was like, what does that mean? And she's like, Lumi, she's like, you got to read this book. So she put this book of astrology, just simply sun signs in my hand. And I'm telling you, like, the rest is history. Like, I was, like, so immersed into the reading of it. Like, I loved learning primarily about myself. And mm -hmm. typically, astrologers have, you know, they have to go through the whole process of understanding themselves before they actually would help others, obviously. But in my case, I just loved the storytelling element that astrology could provide. It provides some like clarity to certain situations that you may go through in your life. And I just became very immersed in the material like over time, like in my teens, I started reading more about other people's sun signs and some like typical placements that you would look in a birth chart or in astrology terms. Um, then I just went to uh, college uh, for a couple of years and I was also a practicing uh, beautician at the time. So I had this natural ability to really be connected to people on a personal level. And I always found myself centered and always questioning what their birth chart story was about behind the chair when I was doing their hair. <laughs> so I was really, um, I was always just like catering to their beauty needs. I was also like, in a way, like a advisor, counselor, right. was always like offering like spiritual advice and things. And the actual like whenever they would put their charts on their phone, I would be so like intrigued and I would tell them things like that would likely happen to them or their kind of story that plays out in their lives, like the themes that they go through. And they were really like profoundly, uh, my book just moved there. And they were like, <laughs> that never happens. But anyway, they were just like really intrigued by when that happened, um, whenever I would point those things out. So, so I should mention too, I connected with you through the Rebecca Gordon Astrology Network. You're one of the astrologers that works under her very respected umbrella. And she is someone I know, and I know you do this too, who provides yeah. um, guidance for people, not only in their personal life to help understand sort of where they were born, why they are, how they are, but also helps people even plan um, their businesses, their personal lives, big yes. decisions they're making. So, you know, I really just want to hit this right off the top because unfortunately, you know, you probably spend a lot of your time convincing other people that this is in fact legitimate or based on legitimate science a lot of the time. And I kind of want to address those concerns right away because um, there will always be the people who imagine the headscarf and crystal ball when they think the, of the astrologer at the, you know, at the carnival, at the, you know, <laughs> traveling through town. And, and it really is, there is so much more, at least from my perspective of, that I was surprised by of a science behind this and literal mapping mm -hmm. of um, planets and stars and things of why you are, how you are. So I, I kind of want to put that out there right away. I mean, you've been with that network for, for how long, Lumi? The RJ network just began, but I worked closely with Rebecca for about five years, six years, yeah. actually, almost. Um, I went under her guidance. Her, she, I was her meant like, um, her student. Right. And she mentored me for so many years and I love her to tears. Like she's such a great guide and mentor on all levels. Um, so I would say just like going back to what you said, trying to convince people, I don't do that anymore. I used yeah. to do that. I just feel yeah. like people, whenever they do question what I do, 
I would mention a certain thing or two, but they would come back to me years later asking me, how did I know about certain things? And I'm like, yeah, they, the skeptics usually come back, believe it or not, but it's oh. when they're ready for it. Were you seeing big life events for these people? And were you just coming out right yes. away, like, listen, this is going to happen in four or five years? Like what, what was happening? When I was like talking to these individuals, I would just met and cert like mention certain characteristics that they probably played out in their lives, like certain patterning that they were repressing um in their early childhood and things like and then they would eventually go through some kind of um spiritual quest and awareness of themselves and then they're like yeah you knew about like something that happened in my childhood but i didn't want to state it how did you know these things and i would point out like certain aspects in the chart and how it would play out in their lives yeah that, that happened during our reading too yeah. <laughs> i think what the wording was i have to go back and listen but um mm -hmm. Something like you were like, there was a period of like, uh, I forget what you said, something referencing like, um, not an illness, but something that something someone thought was was happening with me. And I went through a whole period as a young child where I was being tested for all of your, your voice was repressed, right? It felt like you're always silenced for your beliefs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember so that. They tested me for a battery of, of you know, developmental issues because I yeah. was so um, quiet and inward turning. And I was a second child. So my sister was just bursting with energy and charm and charisma. And then I come along and I'm like a turtle in my shell. And I mean, really couldn't be, you know, coaxed out to be expressive in any way, which is ironic given what I do now. But you hit on that in a way that I was really shocked because I think people in, in the other chart, I haven't done a master chart reading like you've done, but the other um, sort of spiritual experiences that I've had, no one has ever really picked up on that. So that was pretty crazy that mm -hmm. you hit on that. And it was right in the chart, just yes. like So when you were working with people in the early days, now it's one thing to schedule an appointment with you and to give the time of birth, the place of birth, et cetera. But when you're just talking with people in the beginning and you don't have the opportunity to know all of their exact information, can you still read people and what and who they are? I'm kind of an intuitive, like I am an intuitive. Um, first off, I've always had this natural ability to pick up on certain energies of people. I even like when I was a child, I used to see auras clearly. What's yeah. Can you read my aura? <laughs> I have a lot of yellow. I think I told you that before. I, yellow is usually all about asserting yourself, power in the center. Like if there's a lot of creative potential that you want to push forward with your ideas. And I know that you have this kind of power of assertion through your show and everything, which is really fitting for you. I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah, and you are. You're delivering. I see it in you very clearly. But um, in my case, I used to see it very clearly as a child. It was like, like uh, first instant, like I could tell like what color they are, like in terms of their energy, what they're going through. Um, the the gifts turned off though because my linear mind kicked kicked in at the right. age right. seven. That's usually when the child's spiritual gifts kind of get repressed because schooling gets in the way. Not to say I'm degrading schooling or anything, but they kind of give you more of the logical mind in knowing like what you see tangibly is only real, but what you see beyond, it's actually not. So let's talk, let's talk about that. And then I want to get into the specifics of birth charting and things like sure. that. Um, uh, why have people uh, as uh, why have we as a society begun 
to degrade that experience of humanity. Of course, I agree with you. It's in, schooling is important and practical ways of applying our, our logical mind are important, right? But um, people who are connected or feel connected in a way with the spiritual world are often, I mean, they're laughed at or back in the olden days, they were persecuted and burned at the stake and blah, blah, blah. Um, what do you see happening in our world right now with a collective sort of addressing of our spiritual side? Are we moving away from that? Or is this year kind of moving us back towards seeing that? It's moving us back towards seeing that. I see that very strongly. Um, you could see a lot of programs out there where they're actually promoting spiritual advisors. They're promoting lots of like um, um, themes that are like covering like ghostly visitations and things like that. Like that's been in mainstream media for some time, but this was like only like in the cinema, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but I'd say like, because of like, I'm not going to say like I watch reality shows on a regular basis, but if you see like the mainstream reality shows, they would always enlist the help of a spiritual guide or a psychic on the show just to like show predictions. And I really feel like it was like slowly like making its entrance back into mainstream media. So, just mm -hmm. so people can, I think it's just meant for us to really reestablish that kind of connection. Um, so personally, when it started to become more silenced over time, I have to say that's when religious institutions became more mainline mm -hmm. of belief systems. Um, I think people just didn't know how to really harness the gifts correctly back in the day. You know, Do you see an intersection too between traditional practices of religion, no matter what the um, what the religion may be, and just basic spirituality. I, I am a practicing Catholic, and I do. Ironically, since starting um, meditation or any other form, like I. I you know, for a while dabbled in like, um, like a form of chanting, like, um, I forget what type of, it's like mantras. Yeah. Mantras. yeah, it was, um, like a, a Buddhism kind of mantras. Yeah. Mantras. And I noticed that in, in my religion, in the, in the Catholic religion, the repetitive nature of prayers, praying the rosary actually really strongly resembled yes. the mantras that I was repeating in that. And I, I was pleased to find that sort of intersectionality because it shows me that there are, there are so many paths that we are all trying to go upward, right? For yes. lack of a better term, not to heaven, but we're all wanting to transcend beyond this 3D way of thinking. Yes. Right. It, it, was, it was a promising to me because we've been, we've, yeah. we've kept those worlds apart, right? We've kept dogmatic religion separate from spirituality and we've sort of made fun of each has made fun of, of the other, but there really are beautiful ways that they intersect. And I just, yes. I love seeing that. Mm -hmm. For myself, I'm not affiliated with any religion. I'm very, I like to immerse myself with all into understanding. I've always been that way. Right. <laughs> For myself though, personally, Sony, I just want to disclose to you, I actually was born Muslim, but I was enrolled into a Catholic school. Wait, tell me about this. Wait, I think it's beautiful. Listen, Isn't I'm really fascinating how this happened for me. Um, okay, so wait, yeah. pause. We have to talk about this. <laughs> you have a very unique perspective, especially given how Islam as a religion has been treated in this country. Yeah. What do you, I'm only going to ask you for broad brush. That's okay. I do want to get into like the 2021 stuff. No worries. But, um, after having practiced in both of those religions, do you feel this is going to come out like very basic and I don't want it to come out this way, but I don't no, know how to feel like one way is better than the other. Like, why do we fight so much? Because I feel like we're all kind of on the same path toward enlightenment. But what have you noticed about each of those religions that was beautiful and also restrictive that um, why don't we mix well is what I'm saying. You know what I think I think, Sony, it's just 
it's the it's the main men that are actually running these institutions that are actually distorting the image of the overall message in each religion. Mm -hmm. That's my opinion. I think every religion has something beautiful to, to bring to the table. It's really the the man that runs it. I'm not saying man in particular, the gender role. No, but it's the human, right. the right. actual person that's actually running these institutions that's actually distorting the way it's run because they're all promoting every religion, the same message. It's peace right. and love, peace, right. love, spreading light. That's pretty much what I see. And just by studying and by seeing both sides, I actually gained perspective. I honor and respect all religions because of that. And I even studied Buddhism. I studied Hinduism. I studied Taoism, like everything possible, like over time. Oh, and I just love it. I have always been immersed with different belief systems. And I started going to like um, spiritual, like spiritual healing modalities, like Reiki. And I just, I just see everything being like the main message. It's just all about promoting love. That's, that's okay. all it is for myself personally, in terms of the restrictions, again, it's man trying to exude control over the masses of people just so they feel that they have to follow every word mm -hmm. that they say and not practice their own sense of just judgment and discernment, you know, not to sound controversial or anything. I love it. No, as a, as a, <laughs> as a Buddhist Catholic, I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> I love, I love all, all the main prophets for every religion. I honor and respect them all because they're all very similar in their own way. They yeah. all have the same energy, I feel. And they're ascended masters. That's what they are. It's true. It's true. Yeah. It's leading us toward enlightenment. So, wow. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about this year and next year, Lumi, because we brought you on to really dig into not only what we can look ahead to, but what we have to take from 2020. Um, so let's start there. We talked already about you feeling like we are headed back toward um, a more spiritual path and recognizing that side of ourselves. What else have you noticed about 2020 from an astrological perspective um, that we've seen reverberate in the greater world? Well, for starters, in the beginning of 2020, we had this, <laughs> the three big bad planets. I'm not talking, I'm not telling like you guys that it's always bad, but the mainly outer planet, Terry Bodies, have uh, a certain energy of affecting the collective. So I'm gonna name the three. It's gonna be Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto. They were all in the sign of Capricorn at the same time. Capricorn has this certain energy that is cool and damp. It's like that kind of energy alone. So you can only imagine what it does to the bodies of people, right? Coolness and dampness leads to viruses. Viruses <laughs> being spread um, that's, I just want to start off on that because people mainly remember 2020 as being the year COVID was born or COVID was basically flared out in that time of, you know, time of year. So I would say to begin with, go ahead, Sony, what were you going to say? No, no. It's just fascinating that there's an energy associated with planets. I didn't know that. It has temperatures. It even has, um, certain kind of qualities of elements in mm -hmm. it too. So to start Capricorn has the energy of really, it's like shifting the lens on hierarchy, hierarchy, structures, systems, and things like that. Okay. So that was in dominance at the beginning of 20. Yes. Yes. Uh -huh. And that's when it, it created its first, um, it's called the, the triple conjunction, which means they're all in the same degree at the same time. So and usually it, sh it sends shockwaves out, not on that particular day, which was around January 24th of 2020 it takes effect within a couple of weeks after like that's when you feel it what are we going to say so <laughs> perfectly 
I mean, because yeah. of the virus in February and yeah. began to spread more rapidly in March, April, May. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So and that yeah. was the beginning of the year. As we progressed to the part where the virus was well known, we um, changed our policies and our practices to sort of work around it. Let's talk about the middle, like the the second quarter and the, and the half point of the year, um, which the second I, quarter. It's very funny that you mentioned that in April, the second conjunction happened was Jupiter and Pluto. So I'm going to tell you about the energies of the planets, too. Jupiter's the expander. Mm-hmm. It's like it's meant to like expand rapidly into shifting the lens on issues on things. But with Pluto, it's meant to dissolve things in particular. Saturn is the structure of things. So it's like such a big paradox with those energies working all together. And that's the reason why people were feeling a lot of overtentious energy because of this reason, because they're all pretty much like tearing out three ways in energy, if that makes any sense. It makes total sense. Yeah. I mean, if like the dichotomy sort of was. Yes. Yeah. I mean, God, and we talked about this during my personal reading. This is not news to anybody. This year was so hard on so many people spiritually. Was there a way around that? Or were we all, despite when we were born and what, um, you know, sun sign we were born under, were we all destined for a little bit of chaos this year? All astrologers were seeing this. Like we didn't know like a virus was going to go haywire this year, right. no. but we did sense that something was going to be going through like a lot of earth shattering changes. And this goes into the structures of humanity. So the last time this happened around was the Spanish flu. Did you know that? No. So we have the same, the same setup, same, similar kind of conjunction. Yes. It was around the Spanish flu era. Wow. So in this case, um, I'm going to tie it in a little bit with the tension of why humanity endured this, like besides the virus. I mean, it does correlate with each other because everything was happening at the same time. It was just like the fall of structures. The political systems were being constantly in magnifying glass and like assess and whether it actually serves us moving forward or not. So as I mentioned before, Pluto's the energy of breaking down things, breaking down and really seeing the core essence of issues while Saturn is more about the sustainer and preserver of these things. Because mm-hmm. uh, the Capricorn energy alone, it really is all about like basically hierarchical, like all about like reaching to the top building up massive foundations of things and leading to something, just making it up there without any consideration about the energies of others. It was just, I'm talking about like more of the dense side of Capricorn energy because Capricorn energy is really beautiful. It could be transcending when there's a spiritual element to it, you know, spiritual awareness. So that's the reason why the structures were (laughs) collapsing while the virus was going haywire at the same time. It was just like our health was being impacted, but this whole lockdown actually shifted the lens on us, you know, actually assessing the importance of matters. So we were actually reviewing things more carefully because we were given more time for ourselves and right. more time to actually really study what's going on behind closed doors. Yeah, until we're forced to physically stay still, I, I feel like it's very easy to avoid the lesson. I mean, it's why so many of us stay busy, right? So we yes. don't have to sit still with our thoughts, with our feelings, get quiet and, and feel that, um, which I've got, I encourage anybody to try to do. I feel like we've, we were in a world where it was like forbidden to stay still and not be busy. But now that we've had 
you know, an entire summer where we were just um, sitting with our feelings and with the feelings of the world. I feel, I hope that we all start to do that a little bit more. Let's talk about the end of the year. Here we are in December. Mm -hmm. Um, We have already been through what most of us feel like was a tremendously difficult year. I really want to (laughs) know. I really want to know. And I'm laughing because I know that this doesn't matter. The universe doesn't care what we want. Um, Will things be any better as we transition into 2021? We have to end the year off. You probably heard about eclipse season, right? Yeah, didn't we just have one like a lunar, we had a lunar eclipse? Two okay. days ago. <laughs> yeah, and this is pointing out to um, matters that are attaining um, that are relating to communication. So okay. it's in the sign. It was in the sign of Gemini. Gemini energy is very much in associating with different kinds of outlets of individuals. Bring versatility and diversity to the table. Embracing ideas. Always questioning things. Being curious. So in this case, with a lunar eclipse, it's all about the releasing process of those old ideas that we gathered up over time. Mm-hmm. So it all depends on where it's hitting in your actual birth chart. But collectively, as a lunar eclipse, we're always going to be feeling like this energy that we're always questioning things. So mind you, eclipse energy actually lasts six um, months six months ahead. Can you see me still, Sony? Yeah, okay. we're good. We, we dropped for a second. But that was good. interesting. I, I mean, that's like the eclipse talk. So usually I happens. know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. reading too. There has been a force field around me that has been literally destroying technology for months now. I feel like I'm finally, I was breaking, I, I thought we talked about this, breaking screens. I broke six screens of things. Oh, never told me I worked with two, photo- yes, I worked with two photographers, one huh. month her um, card that she shot on. We shot a bunch of promotional things for, for this show. She's like, this has never happened before. It happened with a second different photographer a month later. She was like, this has never happened before. I completely lost everything that was, um, that oh. we shot. So I'm just saying, <laughs> blame me for the technical difficulty. You need, um, uh, if you don't mind me, um, I'm going to say something. You need a smudge. I, I know I've been saging and I will. Do you put sweetgrass after? Oh, I never thought that. Okay. So I would feel, I mean, we're going to spiritual talk right now and I love this. So saging is actually, it's meant to get rid of the energy, right? Getting rid of like the junk that's on you or in the space around you. Um, Sweetgrass actually replaces it with nice opportunity. It it softens the energy of the space. So it actually creates those, it softens out the kinks, (laughs) if you know what I mean. So just letting you know. But if you want the best of both worlds, Palo Santo is your best bet. It's it's both one. And I love the smell of that. But anyway, ordering online. Okay, yeah, let's get back to the end of this year. Going back into a lunar eclipse. So yeah, yeah, that's like the six month span of energy and awareness of actually really always questioning things. Like that's the overall thing. Now we're going to move towards the solar eclipse around December 14th. (laughs) And this is in Sagittarius. So the solar eclipse is basically like a super new moon. New moon's all about planting things, manifesting, visualizing your future goals. Now, in this case, I would not recommend anybody to do manifesting work. Um, usually lunar eclipse season or eclipse season in general is not very, uh, it's like chaotic. It's a little like, uh, uh, you know, like out of the way, like or all over the place in terms of energy. So with the solar eclipse in Sagittarius, this is all about really reviewing 
the religions or not religions, but like the old dogmatic ideas really releasing or questioning what was before, like what kind of systems we actually fell back upon. That's also sets the tone for the year ahead leading up to what we're going to talk about for 2021. Um, so this is something that people will probably immerse themselves into studying different types of philosophies, theologies, spiritual wisdoms. Like that's like pretty much the overall theme of the year ahead. It's very oh, interesting. It's I all have about information. Yes. So what is something we can practically do knowing that, you know, most people who are busy maybe won't take the time to like dive into understanding a new um, religion or something. Give us some small good takeaway in this eclipse season. You said December, was it 14th or something? Yes. So what can we practically do to harness our energy or protect ourselves or do something that helps us get ready for 2021? I'd say like always establish a link to a higher power. I, I firmly believe in the higher power for myself personally. That's why I'm called the celestial astrologer. I practice uh, prayer. I practice meditation. I practice little rituals like saging. I'm talking about just like clearing up the space and invoking a prayer of protection from angels. Like that's how, that's my approach to astrology. Usually before I do a reading, I'm putting myself into this first before I share with what other people could do. Um, now, for people, what they can do is just instill peace. Try to find space and time to quiet your mind and really focus in on your goals, always. Try not to be sidetracked by the external influences, okay? Mm -hmm. um, me, I'm telling you, like, when you watch the news on five minutes, it's going to really distort your, your day. I'd mm -hmm. say five minutes in the morning, five minutes in the night, a little bit probably in the middle of the day, you could probably check in. But I really think people are so immersed into trying to find like something new happening in the day ahead that it actually distracts them for their actual overall goals moving forward. I you know, know what I mean, right? I totally know. And listen, I was in TV news for 15 years. And I know what you mean. I mean, yeah. this is a separate discussion, but I know people whose personal health was very poorly impacted just by being constantly plugged into the news cycle. It was stressing them out. It was causing yeah anxiety it was um it was exactly what you said distracting them from the present so much so that it was impacting health i mean i, I that's probably not nice of me to say because it's a it's an industry i still have tremendous course, yeah but it's the way um I say this all the time. You have to be a smart consumer of news. You have to know what product you're getting, if it's opinion journalism or straightforward. And really, just like Lumi said, make sure that you know when to unplug. Because like a drug, those shows it are going to rope you in and keep you. And if you don't know how to protect your energy from things that might disturb it, then just err on the side of caution, you know? So, because I do think, Lumi, there are people who are drawn to chaos. There are people who, yes, you know, and I can really, I'm into like understanding both sides. Well, if I watch this channel and I'll watch this channel and see what they say, but it's a nasty cycle. It really is. They're like really glued into it because they feel like it's a part of their nature. You do know what I'm saying? Like you be, it's like a program. That's what they call it, a program into looking at this stuff all day. Like, because it's very, it's immersive. If you think about it, there's so many distractions. Like you'll see ads on the side, you'll see gold print, you'll see like little ads here and there, like in different colors. It's just, it's meant to draw you in. I'm not saying it's bad. Like you need that, like you need some advertisements and things like that. Sure. But 
I think it's actually sidetracking you from the overall goal. Like that's, I, that's how I feel. And that's also like why I feel like astrology is such a gift for me personally, because I actually, I unplug, <laughs> I don't stay on the computer all day unless I'm doing chart readings, Right. but I'll actually look at books. I'll read, like read books, everybody. Like it's actually very important to tangibly hold something in your hands and actually read yeah. things to learn and engage your mind in. Um, even audiobooks are great too, and podcasts, like that's fantastic. Just immerse your mind with something that's gonna help you. Right. right. Okay. Yeah. Let's dig into 2021. Um sure. so we are we are in a, the the eclipse season to end 2020. You've mentioned there's like a little bit of chaos, so we need to find our peace, root and ground ourselves. Mm -hmm. What does the early part of 2021 look like? So th there's also uh, two major transits happening this month, which I'm so happy to report. And that leads into the reason why I was mentioning information and communication um, and also technology. So Jupiter, the expander planet, as I was mentioned before, is moving to the sign of Aquarius. It was in Capricorn for the last two years. Now, that's going to be in Aquarius around December 17th. And Saturn's going into Aquarius around December 16th. So it's like within a couple of days range. Now, in this case, it sets the tone for forward thinking, innovations, going through different systems and really aligning yourself into collective causes. It really is interesting to see this happening because we are we have been in lockdown for some time and really isolated from others. But I feel like people are becoming more banded together and wanting to um, actually see how they can contribute to the world. It's like that kind of energy, I feel. Does that make sense, Sony? Absolutely. Yeah, that's promising. I mean, yeah. uh, practically speaking, is there anything that, like I asked for the last thing, that we can we can do to keep that energy balanced? For, what do you mean? For, you said we're getting to Jupiter, which is the expander planet. And yeah. I, I don't, all I know is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. And I feel like that was a bad that's thing. That's what's happening right now. Yes. So that's it's very, and that's why Aquarius like in flow coming through, actually. And the bad stuff. That's what I'm worried yeah, about. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, um, that's like one thing, um, to keep in mind. It's just like really, um, focus in on service, focus in on your way of how you're going to contribute to mankind. Now the other shoe to drop <laughs> is that it's going to be forming a square to the planet called Uranus. Now Uranus has been in the, in the sign of Taurus since 2016. Now in this case, the last time this happened was when the market crashed in the 1930s. The Great Depression happened. Oh, God. Right? But oh. that's questioning how money is actually meant to be harnessed moving forward. Even in the Great Depression, we they didn't really know how to deal with money at the time. They were really, really printing money like, like a madhouse like at the time, if you, you know, recall in history textbooks and everything. This time around, though, it's really focusing in on how money will actually be used moving forward. Um, Bitcoin. Bitcoin. That's what I was going to say. Bitcoin. Yes. And, and Uranus is actually the planet that is ruled by Aquarius. It's technology, innovations, going through earth shattering changes with the ways and means of how we make money. So our careers are going to really change a lot too. Okay, wait, we need to like sort of distill this into like sure. potential scenarios. So this means this is a good time to like look into investing into Bitcoin. I was going to say that actually I wrote that like on my little... <laughs> When okay. I was writing down horoscopes, let me text my husband real quick. 
<laughs> but I, I say like invest your time into like really reading more into this technology systems in regards to the future trends with how money is meant to be harnessed. It's more okay. technology based, most likely. So that's inevitable. I, I heard so many, I mean, not to evolve into a technological discussion, but people doubted whether Bitcoin would ever be used or accessible at like a mass scale or that people would understand it enough to, to use it. But I hear you saying that change is inevitable, at least. It's going to be different though, like in terms of how money's going to be made. Like you probably noticed in restaurants lately, they're like, we don't take cash, we take credit. Yes, I saw that. <laughs> That's Uranus and Taurus in action. Like it's not in late degree. It's like still six or seven degrees right now. But you see how when it just began 2016, it wasn't really felt until now, four years later. So you okay. like planets actually change signs. You actually feel the aftershock of effects later down the line. So okay. moving forward into how I mentioned before, Jupiter and Saturn going to a sign of Aquarius. This is going to be focusing in on our ideas and concepts and how we're going to actually contribute back to mankind. Now, with the square to Uranus, though, square is usually tensions in the chart, the overall chart. So it could be a clash of ideas. And mind you, if you see Uranus being in Taurus, that's an Earth sign. And Saturn and Jupiter and Aquarius, that's an air sign. You can only imagine those two elements together. You really can't get to anything at this point. Mm -hmm. Because if you think about it, water and Earth grows things fire and air spreads more light. So when it comes to the actual earth and air element, it's not touching yet. So yeah. in terms of the ideas and concepts, it's in midair. It's not going to be fully rooted just yet. But okay. I'd say just focus in, in on your actual thoughts and concepts and hold on to your vision and okay. focus on service. I'm just going to say that. I'm not telling you to like enlist yourself to every nonprofit organization possible, but just I feel like the collective is feeling this need. I've noticed a lot of my clients are saying like, how am I going to give back? They're all, I feel it. And I, and I see it with people when they're talking to me, they're like, I want to give back to humanity. That's pretty much the age of Aquarius in full effect. That's okay. the energy alone. So that's the positive end. Positive, right. Yes. Okay. Yes. I like the takeaway too, because um, when things feel chaotic, you can always focus outward. I remember my mom saying to me once we were go my sister and I were going through a hard time. And she said, the best thing I can tell you right now, you, you're not going to change this. This is what's happening. Yeah. Do something good for others. That will be, that is your best medicine right now. And it stuck with me because it's true. It, 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 it adds good to the world while removing that focus from ourselves because at yeah. the end of the day, it's not just about our experience in the world. It's about everybody's collective experience. That's what 2020 has taught us, right? That we're yes. all connected, whether or not we wanted to acknowledge it before, like we're all in this together. It was easy to forget that before this pandemic happened. Can you imagine how separate we are, we were before? We were so glued to our phones before. We I know. were isolated. We isolated ourselves from humanity. It's right. very interesting. Like we were so immersed in our own little bubble. But right. because we were forced to be in our own bubble in home, now we want to like break free and actually immerse with different groups and networks now at this point. And we're, well, more, cl we're more closer now than before. Yeah, I agree. It's ironic because we're physically distant, but right? I, I, it's strange. It's all ideas and, and, and communication. Big trends or big words that you notice for next year as we get into 2021. You know, the one thing I want to mention to you, um, it's funny that you mentioned that. I, I noticed the word triggers before. Mm -hmm. Triggered me. You triggered me. 
that energy reminds me of Uranus, the Uranus energy, because Uranus is like the game changing planet. It actually flips things around and actually creates lots of growth and expanding ideas of yourself. Um, now for the growing trends of 2021, the words that I've noticed is just collaboration and networking. Like that's the one, those are the two words I've noticed. And that's usually Aquarius words. Um, you know, spreading knowledge, spreading ideologies, really collaborating. That's, mm -hmm. that's what I pretty much hear at this moment. Do you think we will see any, I, I, I've said this before that the pandemic doesn't recognize the Julian calendar and like, I don't really think it cares that we're ticking over into January. In fact, in, in China, it's not going to be the new year. Like there are whole civilizations that don't look, you know, adhere to our particular calendar all the yeah. time. Um, in some religious beliefs as well. But all that being put aside, knowing that this is how we operate, our society generally as a whole um, recognizes what can we expect in the early part of 2021? I would say just the early part of 2021, because Jupiter and Saturn are going to the sign of Aquarius, it would be very much into questioning our own technologies involving how we're going to help mankind. Um, mm -hmm. I'd say with the innovations of medicines would likely be more open, open field into like actually collaborating with more foreign nations in regards to that, in regards to finding the, finding the actual solution to this, like that's going to become more right. open field in that case. Do you, you understand, right? Yeah. More collaboration to end this crap. Yes. Yes. Do you think, um, do you see, um, or are the charts saying there will be an end to the health dangers of this pandemic? Can the chart play anything out on that it's, end? It's gonna like fester off a little bit, but I'd say like viruses are gonna be clearly much more like much more uh, invested in time and studying. Right. Um, it would even be to the effect of actually coming up with preventative means of avoiding viruses from actually impacting uh, communities or populations. I should say, I even see that we'll actually come up with ways of studying how viruses play out and see if we can stop it in, in place. So right. almost like microbiology studies are going to be much more mainstream in terms of studying moving forward. We hear a lot of um, reports coming out now about the, the rapid spread of the virus during the winter months. Do you see us going into the early part of 2021 with that same sort of virulence and intensity of the virus? Or is there a point in, in the chart or anything that you've seen that shows that kind of going down in the early part? Because I feel like we're, we're prepared to deal with this through the winter, but spring is going to come around and people are going to be like, oh, when is this going to be over? Do I you think because of the air and water energy, it's going to taper off because there's not much earth cluster. Like we called it the Capricorn stack <laughs> of 2020, you know, like all those three major planets, but because it actually is more of an air element, mm -hmm. it's going to be more focused in on, um, I'd say mental health issues really like people are going to become more immersed with counseling with, in terms of the virus itself, I sense it's going to taper off a bit later next year though. What does, um, what does like, the middle part of next year look like, you know, saying we make it through the winter and spring feeling relatively positive. I mean, do you see anything that mm. you predict as far as a trend for the in middle? May? Okay. Yeah. So we have, okay. So I mentioned before Jupiter's going to Aquarius. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it goes so far ahead that it's going to go into the next sign following, which Jupiter will be in the sign of Pisces in May from May until July. So Jupiter is actually very happy in Pisces, but 
when you mix Neptune in the in the mix, because Neptune's also in Pisces. So I'm going to tell you what Neptune's about. Neptune has been the sign of Pisces since 2008. The overall energy of Neptune alone is all about mysticism, spiritualism, psychics, like all those things, spiritual gurus and all those things. Jupiter expands on that. So with Jupiter being in Pisces as well, I feel like it's going to actually bring forth a lot of um, austere opinions about which religion is actually going to be most mainstream or which spiritual system is going to be most mainstream. It's almost like dogma, dogma kind of energies will come through around that time. That sounds so, dangerous for like geo, yeah. to be honest with you. Yes. People will become much more susceptible to falling prey to believing anything. So I'd say strongly practice discernment and see if you resonate with it energetically, see if you align with it and try not to just fall for anything that you read, you know? Uh, I heard someone mention this. Maybe I read it in another article that this pure, this fallow period, for lack of a better term, like um, you know, the period where we're all um, turning inward. It's the it's the time of crop season where things are working underground and aren't blooming. Right to sort of explain that is going to last a lot longer than the next several years. I wonder. In fact, the the not prediction, but the assessment that I heard was that we're in a fallow period, like sort of. Uh, energetically and spiritually speaking for yes. five years. I mean, I didn't want to hear that, but I read it and I was like, I have to ask Lumi. That's Neptune and Pisces energy that you're talking about. Um, it's been since 2008, but it's going to shift signs around 2026. Oh, that's Aries into Aries. Yeah. It's very interesting that you mentioned that because Does that mean we have five years of this energy, this collective almost feeling like I need to escape. I need to find new outlets into finding my own inner divinity. It actually is a beautiful thing, but you have to really be grounded in this approach because we are, <laughs> we're, we're made from earth. We're not meant to be like totally immersed with the skies or like different ideologies and things like that. So I'd say it's a beautiful concept to actually enlist um, yourself or get yourself into, you know, practicing something like some kind of uh, spiritual practice, but really practice discernment. I think that's really essential for your well being. Um, mm -hmm. But with Jupiter added to the mix, it expands on that. So that's why I'm saying just be mindful of what you're actually immersing in concepts. You know, just try to stand back and see if it actually aligns with your beliefs. Because cults, it's like cultish. That's how the feeling I get. Um, that, that would actually that actually maps out very precisely with some of the conspiracy theories that we've seen spreading online or belief systems that we've seen spreading online. Um, yes, it, it actually maps out quite directly with that. I think the advice and the takeaway there too is don't go to Facebook for your news. <laughs> you know, I yeah. mean, I did a whole yeah. episode too about this a while back and talking about surrounding yourselves with people who are different, who don't just echo your exact sentiments, hear it out and then discern like what you said, Lumi, is best for you based on the the feeling and the vibration and the sense of peace you get from it. But I do I do think that's good advice is to practice discernment because mm -hmm. we are really surrounded right now by a lot of people who know all the answers, right? Everybody knows everything, 100%. This is Yes, exactly and that's like, it. that's egoic in a way. Um, it's yeah. almost like overinflation of, spiritualism and just like people are vulnerable because again they've been like such an isolation for so long and then that's why they're like i need to find some kind of outlet to escape 
But is is it going to be like feeling like this in our hearts and spirits for five years? Like for the next year, it's going to, you're going to feel it more because there's a lot of air and water energy mix. So you can only imagine. So I already told you about air and um, earth before, (laughs) which is almost like ideas won't take root just yet, but I'm telling you, just hold on to your beliefs. Okay. With grave, like not grave, but like, just hold it on to the best of your ability. Okay. And just focus in on meditate on that. Now with the water and air, that is like emotionality and communicating that. So I'd say in order to counteract this, enlist the help of a counselor, talk Mm -hmm. to a coach, talk to somebody you could fully trust. It's just really important to actually really express these emotions because I feel like if you repress it over time, this is when you fall prey to these actual belief systems or you fall prey to any outlet that you look at, you know? Right. What are some bright spots next year that you see, whether you can identify a specific period of time that will feel lighter or you can equip us with some advice? We need some good news about next year. So what can you tell us that's possible? Well, it's stagnancy. I'm not going to lie, Sony. <laughs> For me personally, it's stagnancy when it comes to like the actual like elements alone. Um, I would say just do your research about like the actual um finances, like look into like different outlets and reinventing your own businesses and all. Um, Another thing to consider is really to like, again, just practice your own sense of grounding with these kind of belief systems. I'm going to emphasize that a lot more. Okay. But um, let me see what I saw ahead of time. Hold on one moment. I already told you about the health. Right. And Neptune and Jupiter in the mix. So just practice discernment. Um, and I think like the overall, like, you know, beautiful part of 2021 is our a belief into actually contributing to others, like being very more collective based as right. opposed to personal based and just being closed off to different people. So, gosh, I really wanted this to be <laughs> an overall. I know a lot of astrologers feel this way. And like I even I, we all talk to each other into discussing this. Like we have like all circle groups, but we all mutually agree that it's just it's very um i'd say it's very much all about really researching carefully about things like just research and really um assert yourself assert your beliefs too but look more on the linear standpoint as well you know try to balance out the logics behind your beliefs or beliefs that you read about mm-hmm. yeah yeah no it makes total sense i'm hearing you say you know do your research and and land where you will but yeah but- open-minded um yeah uh, gosh I would it doesn't have to be doom and gloom sony i think we have the power of free will to actually decide what we do with our time given okay research just read read lots of books become immersed in different ideologies and be open to concepts mm-hmm. but also practice practice self uh self luxury and, and really like take care of yourself take care of your bodies and all those things too good nutrition that helps ground you more too, because the earth energy is not so great. This path, like this next year has more air. So I'd say like, you know, people are prone to really being into their own mental space in their heads, you know, thinking about certain things and like really just reading just anything and believing in anything. I think people have to be more grounded in their own approach. And this could be through like earth-based practices, which would be grounding like meditation or yoga or um, going outside of nature and, and actually like, like sensing flower essences, like try to implement more earth-based modalities in your life. 
because we're yeah, so just you know? go out barefoot. I know not people, not many people can do this this time of year, like grounding mats. You know, I'm a big believer in grounding and like feeling the yeah. on your feet. So I mean, that's something practical as a lay person, not a spiritual expert that I do. I know I feel better when I go outside with my kids and just like literally, we all just stand barefoot and and play outside. Simple mm -hmm. things that give me a sense of peace. Um, one final specific question about 2021, then we'll tell everybody where to follow you and stuff. Does it show, does the chart show any indication as to when this virus will be either at a herd immunity status, the vaccine will have kicked in, a tapering off in a dramatic way? Is there anything in 2021's chart that is showing the end of this nasty virus? You know, the chart's funny. Whenever you look at these things, however, I'm gonna say this um, just so people can understand. The air energy actually lightens things out. So that's good news. The Jupiter and Saturn going to the sign of Aquarius, that's actually gonna lighten the things about. So people become much more um, invested in their time into researching about how to treat the virus and things. So in the spring and summer, it looks better around that time frame. okay? This time around though, just be mindful of the time that you're spending and try to like practice like whatever precautions that has been stated on, you know, on, on TV and everything like that, just so you know, safety, uh, social distance, just invest your time into actually like building up your immune system. So that goes into saying like what I mentioned before, people are going to become much more preventative. They're going through preventative means of treating their bodies before this virus could hit them. Mm -hmm. So this goes through nutrition, proper nutrition, and that's the earth energy. That's like really, um, it's important to actually invest your time into researching self care rituals for right. you. Okay. It's your, it's your temple, this, this body, you know, we're not just our mind. We're not just our emotions. Our body is in need of proper care. So just try to, you know, practice good habits and everything too. So yeah, invest your time in this kind of case. Louis, thank you so much for coming on. I mean, I can't say, speak highly enough of our separate time together when you did my individual chart. And I encourage anybody who is curious about what the stars say about you to reach out. Louis, tell us where we can find you and connect for that. You can find me on Instagram. It's the Celestial Astrologer. That's my handle. And my website is www.thecelestialastrologer.com. Awesome. And we can book right through there. For yes. Okay. All right, Lumi, you are wonderful and your energy is great. And you are just so kind to share your wisdom with us. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me, Sony. I had fun. See you soon. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Wow. That was, um, that was a lot. It was really interesting to hear Lumi talk about, um, we're not maybe necessarily getting this immediate happy ending we have all hoped for, just like an immediate end to this um, virus in this strange way that we're living. But I think the takeaways of grounding ourselves in routine and good nutrition and spiritual exploration are literally the most important takeaways anyway. No matter what's happening around us, I feel like we can always rely on those things to keep ourselves feeling healthy and strong. So um, my wish for you this week and, and through the end of the year is that you're able to take a little time away for that type of self-care. I am so grateful that you spent some time with us today. We have so many good shows coming up and um, I can't wait for you to be there for them. Please tell a friend about the show. Also leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts in particular. That actually helps these shows to... Um, 
get out to the people who might enjoy them, find them fun, helpful, useful. Um, follow me on Instagram at Sunny Abada, And that's it. We'll see you guys next week with more goodness on We Gotta Talk. Thanks so much for watching and listening.